Hey race fans, welcome to Talking Stock. Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome back to episode number six of Talking Stock. I'm here with my co-host Trey. How you doing, Trey? Doing pretty good. Saw a good race in Nashville this weekend. We'll get to it later, but I may or may not have hit the perfecta with our picks. So I'm pretty excited to talk about that. Yeah, certainly, certainly a phenomenal performance from Trey off the track, but I am pretty pleased with the product on the track. It was very good. Before we get into this weekend's race, I'd certainly like to mention our friends over at Novus on Instagram. They are at Novus underscore band underscore official. They have some concerts coming up, so certainly go check out those dates and see what they've got going on. But Trey, I really do think it was a great race. Got it outside, had some really good food, watched the uh, race on the porch because of the weather. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, certainly an enjoyable one. I, for one, liked the night race. That gave me the opportunity to watch some some day baseball. I know maybe the at-track uh, spectators didn't love it as much, but for me, being at home is definitely a good viewer experience. Yeah, I'd have to agree. The The late race, um, I, I'd honestly, 3 o'clock is probably the worst time for me to want to watch. I'd rather race kickoff at noon. I'd rather race kickoff at 7. Right in the middle of the day, it cuts everything up. It kind of turns you into an unproductive, unproductive Sunday uh, if you don't get after it early. Um, but because of the late race, I was able to go fishing and, uh, you know, kind of end up uh, having some having some time to cook and make some good jambalaya on the Blackstone. So it was pretty, pretty good. So I think it was a great race. But to get into the actual racing, I think NASCAR put on a, uh, a fantastic product this weekend in Nashville. Certainly, certainly great racing. I think uh, Gluck's poll had it at 81% uh, that saying yes, that it was a good race, which was fifth best of the 2023 season. I'm a little surprised. I would have thought it was a little higher. I thought that the action was great all day. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. I think that maybe some of the Blaney fans with uh, his incident there maybe pulled that down. I know that there's a strong contingent of them, as well as maybe just people that like restarts, like seeing guys crash during restarts. I'm not I'm not sure what was wrong with this race for people. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And, and certainly you can't rule out that faction of Blaney moms that are, are bringing the poll down. Um, but 81%, it, it's like a weird decimal, so it ends up being around 18% people saying it wasn't a good race. I thought it had everything. I thought it had comers and goers. It wasn't like a vast amount of them, but I mean, you had the 11 lead laps. You had 19 lead laps, the 45. All of these cars were pretty fast. I think we'll get into that later when we talk more about Toyota specifically. But this race had a lot of people coming up to the front, busting out for lead laps. And it wasn't just it was like that they were getting up there and blowing the competition out of the water. The only car that was really getting away was the one and you know they was pretty clear they were the dominant car and you know what they ended up in victory lane because of it but when you're watching that that uh kind of that race segment where hamlin leads off the restart and you can kind of see as the run goes on martin's getting a little bit stronger but then all of a sudden you see ross just seemingly come out of nowhere and then he knocks the the 19 down and then he knocks the 11 down and then he was gone but i definitely think it was a great race what do you think about that 42 race winless streak coming to an end 
pretty big rising star there for for Ross Chastain winning on an oval. As you said, getting a win on the oval, I think first traditional win for Ross kind of proved some haters wrong. Um, didn't have to take anybody out to get there. Just had a really fast car, had some uh, good driving throughout the day. I think we saw him. I think it was Willie B and uh, Truex three wide for the lead for about two, three laps there. I think it was at the start of stage two or stage three. I forget. Uh, but that was some awesome racing. That was super exciting to see. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And, and it's such a big momentum builder for Ross, who was, you know, kind of going into that Rick Hendrick comments and some other NASCAR people making comments about him. And he even mentioned in his post race that, you know, you can't let those haters kind of get to you. But for Ross, he was leading the points at the time. So, I mean, it wasn't that he was running poorly, but, you know, at a race like Darlington, he takes himself out when they look like they were the strongest car that day. You know, that's a win they left on the table. And I think Justin Marks met with him. They talked about, you know, let's get the job done and we'll worry about being physical later. And Ross is just such a, you know, let it all hang out there and go balls of the wall type of driver. But you got to finish. And I think that he's gotten in his own head. I think that he's had his competitors have some say in where he's finished. And, you know, in my opinion, <laughs> as, a, as a Hamlin fan, most of the time, I, I do think he's coming, kind of reaping what he's sowing. But Ross is a good driver. This was a big win for him. Locks him into the playoffs. And I think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with the rest of the way out. Yeah, that one team has been good for, you know, 75% of the year. I think that last, that 25% they haven't been good was in recent weeks that we saw since uh, Mr. H had his comments. But I think as I alluded to last week when I picked him as my race winner, I think that having the week off was was a good reset for Ross. It gave him some time to calm down, get over some of those comments because everyone's human. I get that when you hear that, it's hard to just say, oh, just block it out. He heard the noise. He knows that he made mistakes. I think we saw it last year in interviews. He admitted to making those mistakes. So I think when all that gets piled on, it definitely prevents you from being as aggressive as you would like. And I think getting that week off, he was able to calm down. And I think that one team is going to be a force the rest of the year. Yeah, certainly. But it's not just the one, I think, that really established themselves as a championship contender. This is another week where we've seen a lot of Toyota speed. I'm hesitant to call them the team to beat at JGR, but it's feeling that way. The last little stretch, as good as Hendrick has been, they've kind of cooled off as of late. But specifically, the 19 looked like they could go to the championship for the 11's got their pit crew issues that give me hesitancy. But the 19 looks like a damn good team right now. Yeah, I think it was six top fives in the last nine races. I think I saw was the stat. Um, they've been bad fast the last couple of weeks, always contending, leading laps, winning stages. So I I would also not be shocked if I see the 19 joining the one maybe in that championship four. But time will tell. Well, it's certainly um shaping up as this last, you know, 20 race stretch as we go to the finish. I mean, I, I believe the top eight are all separated by like less than 70 points. Yeah. So from Blaney. Or let me get to the playoff standings because the real standings don't matter anymore. But, I mean, your whole driver standings, you've got like a 70-point difference between seven or for, between seventh and first. And you have a couple different guys in there. But with Truex leading the points right now, I mean, I just don't see them slowing down. Martin's a veteran driver. 
The pit crew seems to be delivering. James Small's a good crew chief. It's just all firing well. And, and as a Hamlet fan, I'm a little, I have a little bit more insight just because how much I follow them as opposed to, you know, maybe like William Byron's team, who I know has a good pit crew. But the, like the 11 team seems to run into their own issues and they stumble over their own feet. And they're putting out really fast race cars and, and they have a good driver. And I think uh, Gamehart's a good crew chief. But the 19 seems to have the best overall team. And I think Toyota is the best overall manufacturer at this particular moment going into the summer stretch. And I wouldn't be surprised to see them knock off a couple more wins. And once you get so many playoff points stacked, it can really take you a long way, even if you're not doing well later in the season. So this is an important time. Obviously, we saw how well uh, Chase Elliott did last summer and how far that carried him into the playoffs. So um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Martin knock a few more down here as we continue to go through this summer. Yeah, I think that team is going to continue on their winning ways. I think the 11 is going to get some more wins. Um, and then Christopher Bell, he's always kind of poking his head around. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him in victory lane uh, once or twice more before the end of the year. Certainly, certainly. And, you know, every coin's got a heads and a tails. And on the flip side of the coin, as good as Toyota's looking, man, Ford continues to have their issues, specifically SHR. Man, what's going on with that team? We've talked about it, I think, just about every episode because it's just consistent. They're consistently bad. The four we saw running up front, they had some issues. They dropped back, and I think they all finished outside the top 15 with uh, with four cars having the pedigree that they do that should almost never happen. Hopefully next year is their year bringing in Barry, but I don't know. I think that that team needs a lot of changes. Yeah, they need some juice for sure. Certainly, Ford's had their issues as a whole, even you're, even with Penske, who you associate with. Obviously, they're the defending championship team. Blaney just won uh, a few weeks ago. They just don't have it on these tr- this kind of track. They just don't have that elite speed, it feels like. They're just not in the same conversation as Hendrick and Gibbs. And really, when you look at how good Toyota's been, 23-11's almost established themselves above the Ford teams. So... Uh, on a given week, they're on the bottom of the leaderboard. And as we go into Chicago here, I'm not expecting a good finish. I think it's going to be a wacky race, but I'm not expecting to see SHR really be a part of the picture. And that's just kind of my opinion on it, but I don't think I'm going to need to go any further with that because I think that writing is kind of on the wall for that group. Yeah, stranger things have happened, um, especially going to a new track, a unique track. Um, but I just don't see them having the speed or having the ability to run near the top yeah definitely but trey we go into a a quote new market but this is really an old market so we 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 wipe chicagoland which was a very very much like track off the schedule uh that's going for whatever development who knows you can't get a straight answer from anybody on what's happening there but we're trying to tap into a new market in chicago so we're doing a street race i think denny hamlin said it really well the measure of how successful this race will be isn't on the track it's how people react to what happens on sunday we're putting this on the fourth of july weekend which i do typically enjoy the nascar race then seems like kind of an experiment trey i'm interested to see what happens yeah i don't want to call it like a gimmick but it's certainly an attempt to to broaden their horizon find some new fans some f1 fans some indie fans that like the street racing um that i think you can find Hopefully this race runs well. Maybe they can continue it or find a city every year that they can go to with a street race to kind of keep those 
F1 Indy fans uh, in the loop with NASCAR. I think it has the ability to do it. I don't know how much I love it on 4th of July weekend, uh, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, it's definitely weird. See, I think so. This is obviously an attempt by NASCAR to gain, like you mentioned, your F1 Indy fans, because those cart style cars are more built for the road course. But when I talked about it last week, going into Nashville, and I think NASCAR executed it very well. It seemed like I mean, the stands were packed. They had, you know, influencers like uh, Livy uh, with Chase Elliott, right? When I talked about making an event out of Nashville, that's a very true to NASCAR's roots type of move. And I think that that creates a great event about it. I think that what they're trying in Chicago is of some value. I think that it could attract the same type of event and you want to be like F1 and you want to be like this, bringing in new fans, but you got to be true to yourself too. Because if you go and you one off Chicago and it's like, Oh, I'm going to watch the NASCAR race in Chicago. But then when we go to Dover, are they still interested? So how do you create a moment and an event around your mainstay tracks? Because I think at the end of the day, you still need to be true to who you are. And this is an oval racing series. This is a super speedway drafting series this is a bump and run short track series it's really not as as good as these guys have really gotten on the road courses this isn't exactly who nascar is as much as i think the spectacle might be kind of cool no that's a great point there kyle i don't know if you hold the fans but at least you're showing them what's out there just like we talked about being at Le Mans a couple couple weeks ago it at least shows a different style of racing if you are a true uh, racing fan and maybe aren't tied specifically to F1 or Indy. That's just maybe what you grew up watching. This might be kind of a headliner type event that you can be drawn to and maybe it'll, maybe it'll stick for some. Yeah. I think that's also a good point to that, but it's certainly going to be an interesting thing. We're going to see our cup cars going very, very fast to the streets of Chicago. I think it's going to be at least an entertaining experiment, whether the racing is great or not. I'm assuming I, what I just don't want to see is it turn into a big old jumbled wreck fest, which I just have this inkling that it's gonna, because it's going to be tight and you're going to be dive bombing. And I just have a bad feeling about it, but hopefully it turns out to be a really good race. I think it's going to be a race of attrition. And I think we'll kind of get into that when we talk about our picks here in a second, before we go into that, Trey, absolute banger from you last week. We talked about, a perfect game comes in, just pitches it right down the pipe. Perfect game. Perfecto on the picks, Trey. You picked the race winner, Ross Chastain. And then in your top five, you also had Denny Hamlin and Kyle Larson. Just explain yourself on that one. It feels good to be a winner. Finally, one of us picked the, the race winner. I think this is episode seven. So it took us long enough, but we finally got there. Um, I just had that gut feeling couple, last week when we when we talked about Chastain coming to Nashville. He's run well there his whole career. So I figured that was going to continue. Then I saw he got the pull. Then we saw him get the race win. So that, that was exciting. And then you can never count, count out the 11 or the five. So it was good to see them have good days, but think yourself, you also had the 11 and five in there. So pretty solid day for you. Maybe you didn't get the race winner, but solid day. Yeah, no, it was a good week for the pod. We only had uh, one out of all of our picks. Only one person failed to place where they were supposed to. And that was Ryan Blaney who took a very hard lick into that wall uh, where there was no safer barrier. I'm glad to see that he was okay, but he was certainly visibly shaken up. But as uh, we've elaborated on the scoring system a few times, so Trey's 
five-point race winner pick puts his lead relatively commanding. So he went from, I believe, a 4-1 lead to now he's up to 11-3. to So I'm going to have to start picking some race winners, and hopefully it'll start this week. This week, Trey, my race winner, road course ace, odd driving style ace, it seems like. I'm going to go with Tyler Reddick. Who do you got winning this race? Yeah, I got the nine of Chase Elliott. I think he's hungry. We saw him get a top five last week. I think he's going to lock himself into the playoffs this week. I think that's a good pick. I also have Elliott in my top five going along with Reddick. And then my last pick to be in the top five, I'm going to go with the dinger. He always seems to show up on weird things. He's just a just an odd guy, odd driver. And you know what? I was listening to the post-race, and he mentioned something about jumping in the fountain. And I tell you what, I want to see him jump in that fountain. I wouldn't be surprised to see him even win this thing, but Denger's going to have himself a good finish. So Tyler Reddick, Chase Elliott, and A.J. Allmendinger are my top three. Yeah, I really like that Dinger pick. Um, we talked a little bit before recording this, Kyle, about how coming to a new, unique-style road course I think plays into the hands of the quote-unquote road course aces, such as the Dinger. Um, so I, I would, wouldn't be shocked to see him in the top five. But he's not one of my picks. My other two picks to go along with Elliot in the top five are the 34 of Michael McDowell and the 19 of Martin Truex Jr. Staying hot, getting another top five. I think those are good picks. I don't think they're going to be shocking picks. I think everyone we just said is very capable of coming away with a win this week just because it could be chaotic, and those guys seem to be able to always be there at the end of these road courses. But someone who's on more of the long end, Trey, is there someone that you think might be a surprise winner to win this thing? Yeah, and I don't know if you can ever really consider this guy a long shot, but he's plus 3,000 right now, and that's Joey Logano. We've seen it last year that he has a tendency to win these one-off races, these weird, new, unique-type races. Um, The Fords, we've said, haven't run great, but I think maybe there's an outside chance that he has a bounce-back weekend and and wins another off one-off race. Yeah, I think that's a good pick. For me, it's a guy that's, you know, he's a young guy. I think a lot of people are going to find it surprising if you were to pull it off. But I'm telling you, it could come any week. Ty Gibbs seems to be putting in good finishes. I think he won a few road courses while he was in Xfinity. I think he had a bit of a manufacturer equipment advantage at that point. But I tell you what, this race might get weird. And he's always seeming to kind of hang around. He hasn't really had that top top finish yet but i think this race could turn out to be a real slug fest and if you can just get to the end of it i wouldn't be surprised if ty gibbs comes around the toyotas are really fast and and trey we kind of hit on it a second ago it's kind of a new old market but i tell you what see if nascar kind of wants to establish some new traditions but man i just find myself missing that firecracker 400 in daytona what do you think yeah daytona is america america is racing so i wish we were back there I think that this has a chance to maybe give us a good event, but I, I definitely miss being in Daytona for, for the 4th of July. Yeah, it definitely feels like, you know, that was such a marquee event. You know, you were looking forward to it every June and it's almost like we're kind of in a situation like the clash where we're looking for our identity. You know, this is the middle of summer. Uh, I know I always love to be out barbecuing having a party in the backyard, weather permitting kind of, getting ready for the holiday and enjoying that. And, you know, part of that for me is having the NASCAR race on. I'm going to enjoy it either way, whether this is the worst race of the year or not, but it does feel like we're kind of missing that identity. Definitely a little bit. I too enjoy the the tradition, you know, out there grilling, having some beer, having some hot dogs, having some hamburgers, 
watching the race, having some fireworks in the evening. Hopefully this lives up to it, but we'll see. I think only only time will tell. Well, I certainly agree with you, and I can't wait to find out. But as always, be sure to check us out on Twitter. It's where we're most active. We're at Talking Stock Pod. We want to know who you're rooting for and where you're rooting from. As always, check us out in the DMs. Just let us know what you're thinking. Tell us about the race a little bit. But we thank uh, we thank everybody for tuning in. Enjoy Chicago. Mm-hmm.